I'm going to warn you. We best tread carefully today. Oh, no. What's about to happen? We're talking about the twisted ways, the, the wild ways, as I said last time, because that was relative to this character. But the complicated ways of Betsy Braddock, Psylocke, Conon, Revanche. Already confused. Excellent. Take that same energy for the next however many minutes. Because it's a retcon wrangler edition. Welcome to the Ex-Wife Podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Justin. And you seem a little bit more subdued this time around as we retcon wrangler it up. I'm telling you, I thought that cable was going to be difficult. I'm scared for Psylocke. I'm I'm scared. This hurt my head. Wait, where's my notebook? That's on you. Gotta start out strong this time around. Have that notebook at the ready. Yes, this is wise. Although, I'm telling you, even with the notes, it's not going to make a whole lot of sense because it's a lot of back and forth, a lot of changing and evolving, and it hurt my brain. It hurt your brain? If it hurt your brain... I thought I knew exactly what was going on, but then just some, some I don't, I don't want to, I do because I kind of want to like prepare you for it. I'm prepared. I've been prepared since the cable episode to know that this one, I'm just going to roll with the punches. Okay. We're just going to take it for what it is. Let it wash over me. Try not to get too bogged down. No promises. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. What, what, what do you know about Psylocke? <laughs> Nothing. Um, what I know about Psylocke is that she has like some sort of like telepathic or telekinetic power mm-hmm. and that she multiple people have been Psylocke and there's some body snatching involved, power snatching question mark mm-hmm. or just body snatching and she wears like a bluish purple leotard with some like bands around her legs and big tall boots. That's the that's the look that most people know, right? So the nineties when we read when we went through X Men number one from nineteen ninety one. Yeah. That Psylocke is the one that everybody's like, Oh, that's Psylocke, because that's who Psylocke has been for the last thirty or so years. Right? But Psylocke as a character was someone else before that. If you say so. I do. So Betsy Braddock. Okay, yes. That's who we'll start with. So is Betsy the OG Psylocke? Betsy becomes the OG Psylocke, okay. yes. She's not called Psylocke initially. She's just Betsy Braddock. She's the twin sister of Brian Braddock, Captain Britain. Yes. She was introduced in Captain Britain number eight in 1976 and introduced kind of light because there's not really a whole lot of her talked about. I think she has some some mild precognitive abilities, but that's it. That's really all she has. Okay. And is her brother is not a mutant. Correct. Okay. And then in Captain Britain, volume two, number 12, she takes up the mantle of Captain Britain for like two issues. Okay. Actually, it's really just one issue. Before she's even Psylocke. Yes. She's Captain Britain for a hot second. Yes. And I got in this conversation with someone about like, when's when's this character's first appearance? And I did the whole like armchair relax. Like, well, it depends on what you're talking about. Because 
first appeared as Betsy Braddock in issue eight of volume one, first appeared as Captain Britain in issue 12, volume two. <sighs> issue 13 of Captain Britain, she loses her eyes from Slaymaster. Slaymaster. As Captain Britain. Oh, oh look it, at that mustache. It is cruel and brutal and blind. Ooh, he just cat scratches those eyes right out of her head, huh? I'm not sure the logistics of how that actually works, but supposedly that's how you take somebody's eyes out. Okay, so Waluigi takes her eyes out. Waluigi, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But also... Yeah. Slaymaster. Kind of. He looks like a Waluigi, but also wearing Luigi's colors. Yeah, so more Luigi, I guess. Evil Luigi. And then Brian saves her, defeats Slaymaster. And saves her. She's been saved. She's home. And she still just was Captain Britain. Was Captain Britain just recently. Yep. Okay. Shablam. Uh, At the end of this issue, Brian retakes the mantle of Captain Britain, becomes Captain Britain, stays as Captain Britain for a, a pretty long time. Okay. So the next time we see Betsy is as things are starting to get rolled in from Marvel UK into the main Marvel universe. So this is in... New Mutants Annual Number 2, which is in 1986, the same year that she lost her eyes. Okay. And as you can see, she's she's skiing even though she's blind, even though she's without her eyes. Even though she just has dark pits where her eyes once were. Yes. She can ski. She can ski, but she can't see. This is in, this is the issue cover. Oh. And she's going to be kidnapped and taken to the Wild Ways. To the Wild Ways. And the Wild Ways is a show run by Mojo and Spiral. Oh, already this is like, wait, okay. So the new, mu- who kidnaps her? Mojo and Spiral. Okay. And she appears on this TV show called Wild Ways, calling herself Psylocke. And I'm Psylocke. Welcome to our world. Oh, okay. It's- That's where Psylocke comes the first time. Yep. And it's a children's TV show. You can see around the world, all these different people. It looks like Rain is watching. Brian and Megan are like, Megan, that's Psylocke character. It, it's Betsy. So the, so the new mutants know her as Betsy. No, they don't know her yet. Wait, so who just said that? Megan. Me- oh, Megan. Megan is Captain the Britain's like, fairy lady. Yep, yep. Okay. And she's Captain Britain's girlfriend. So that's how she knows who Betsy is. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, look. Betsy's got a new job. She's an actress. Yeah. On this TV show. That's putting it away. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, did they know? Are they watching it going, ah, yes, she's trapped. No, I don't think they know. So while she's captured, as you can see in this image, in this cartoony image, she's got eyes. She's got eyes. Because Lord Mojo has given her robot eyes. Oh my God, Coraline vibes much. Yes. Robot eyes. Robot eyes that are also connected to her mouth? Like, that's creepy. Well, yeah. So that's just kind of how it was installed. It doesn't stay like that. I think that that's just to widen them and to kind of make them into place. Okay. Oddly naked, though, in this in this image. Well, you know, you got to start from scratch, I guess. Yeah. And she's she's a captured slave of Mojo. And the New Mutants through this issue recognize that that's i think i think brian goes to them and and searches for help and they go and they save her so they get her away from mojo 
Eventually, yes. Eventually. Doug and Warlock actually save her. And, and Doug kind of falls in love with her, even oh. though it's very ambiguous as to their age. Age I would means assume nothing in the comics. It's very true. I would assume that she is much older than he is. She because, just all around looks creepy. Yeah. In this, like, in these what's images. with those long fingers? Well, she kind of resembles the spineless ones. You know, she looks like the people of Mojo. Oh, right. Because I don't know what that is at all. The people of Mojo. I mean, so Mojo. Yeah, yeah. The people of his society and culture. Oh, right. Okay. He has those creepy fingers. Yeah. I didn't, I don't know like what their race is. I just. Gotcha. People of Mojo was shorthand for people similar to Mojo. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So now Doug's like, wait, I'm in love with you. Mojo named you Psylocke Robot Eyes, Creepy Creeps McGeeps Lady. Yep. And they save her and she hangs out. With them. She just hangs around the mansion. And so she gets to keep her robot eyes. She keeps her robot eyes. She actually doesn't know that she has robot eyes. And she is using these robot eyes, unbeknownst to her, to broadcast to Mojo and Mojo World all the things that she sees. So, so Mojo he's tapped into those. Yes. Sneaky, sneaky Mojo. Yes. So Mojo is all about crazy TV, right? Yeah. It's kind of a satire on the media industry and he is now able to see through her eyes and and recruit potential programming you know especially has a great interest in the x-men he likes a good action show he does now she's just kind of hanging around at the mansion for a little while she doesn't really know what her place is because she is older than the new mutants but she doesn't really know how to use her power she has so she trains with strike and i i skipped over this she had trained with strike before Losing her eyes. Okay. And that's where she started to working as a psi agent, working with Agent Matthew, who also had some telepathic abilities, pushed and and started to exhibit that she could have some potential for telepathy. Okay. So it's being tapped into. Yes. And then she loses her eyes. And then she's kidnapped by Mojo. Yes. Now she's chilling at the mansion. Right. But she doesn't know and where to place it. she's just like, well, I don't really have anything to do, so maybe I should just explore my powers a little bit more. Kind of, yeah. She, she's working as kind of tech support slash the, the telepathic, guy the, the guy in the chair, yeah, and an ability to connect people telepathically, to be the eyes of the team. There's no other, so Xavier's gone, Rachel had just disappeared. What? Okay, so, not for now. Um, so yeah, but we we talked about this. And this is it, when Rachel went with Spiral. With Spiral. Spiral is the six-armed woman that led her right before the mutant massacre, and then Kitty and Kurt get injured. Yeah, I'm gonna pretend I know what you're talking about. You don't need to. Okay. Just I'm just telling you she's the telepath on the team because Rachel's no longer there. Okay, got it. And so she's serving that role as the telepath on the team as the mutant massacre is occurring. And in Uncanny X-Men number 213, Sabretooth, who is one of the marauders, the team that does the massacre in the the Morlock tunnels. Yes, yes, yes. This is all familiar to me. He comes to the mansion to try and destroy it and try to like take people down. Oh. And she proves that she's able to kind of go almost toe to toe with him and, and to keep him on the ropes. Oh, snap. Because no one else is there. They're all off trying to search for someone to bring back and interrogate and find out more of who these marauders are. And all of this is just a means to an end that puts Betsy Braddock onto the team as Psylocke. 
Okay. So basically, like, her fighting Sabretooth is kind of like how she wins her place on the team. Well, that's how it starts. And then Wolverine starts fighting Sabretooth. In that time, she proposes to Magneto and Storm to let Wolverine continue to fight Sabretooth while she infiltrates his mind to learn secrets. Oh, so like use Wolverine as a distraction so I can get in there. And they talk about this, that like, you know, we can capture him. But no, she says that his his defenses, his psychic defenses are too formidable. Right now, he's distracted. He's in the middle of this battle. And they're basically like, you're going to gamble with Wolverine's life as he's fighting Sabretooth. Oh, Wolverine, I'll be fine. You think so? You hope so? Yes, I do hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like patiently waiting for you to pull up the next comic image. I'm like, um, excuse me, what? And this is her kind of pursuing more information into his mind and lets him know we got what we needed. Wolverine, I have the information we need. There is no more need to fight. We have won. Hear that, sucker? You've been conned. I kept you busy. Psylocke tapped your mind. Your teeny tiny mind. (laughs) And now we're going to put you away permanently. Yeah, right. So at the end of this issue, the team all decides Psylocke really proved herself. We don't know her all that well, but she fought like an X-Man. You know, Wolverine even makes a a point. When the crunch came, she didn't fold. She thought of the X-Men before herself, even though we'd all put her down pretty hard. Handled herself real well, too. Ask me, she's proved herself, and then some. Hmm. If it's what she wants, she's an X-Man. And this is kind of her first costume of sorts. Interesting. Much more clothing than she later has. (laughs) (laughs) And there is a, actually what I like as her costume in between the two, the armored version. Ooh. All right. So she, so far I can follow this. So far, so good. We're not at the part. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just have this moment. Okay. Sure, sure. What I was talking about before when I mentioned Rachel having disappeared. Yes. We talked about that when we were talking about Excalibur. Okay. So we were talking about what led Rachel to be away for a while, Kitty and Kurt to be on Muir Island, and then they all kind of came back. Oh, right. Okay. When, when because in Excalibur, Kitty and Kurt are on the islands, and then they connect with Captain Britain, and then they go to London, and that's where Rachel is. Right. Okay. And- they all think that the X-Men are dead. Yes. Because of the fall of the mutants crossover. Mm-hmm. So the second big X-Men crossover. Yes. Okay. That, that I remember this now. Yep. At the end of the fall of the mutants, after they sacrificed themselves, if you'll remember, Roma had said, I will give you an ability to start your lives anew off the grid that no communications will be able to see you. You'll be able to just act remotely. And they had been talking about this as a team, like this is something we want to do, act in the shadows, be able to be more uh, autonomous and do what we need to do to get the job done for mutant kind. Oh, so that's where the X-Men are. They're not really dead. They're not really dead. They're operating out of Australia. This is the Outback era. Oh. So after the fall of mutants, they take over the Reavers base in Australia, the Reavers being cyborg people led by Donald Pierce. I think you know. Yes. Yep. Donald Pierce and Lady Deathstrike, mm-hmm. and then a handful of Reavers, three of them being Hellfire guards that Wolverine had cut up. Okay, and those are the people who come back in the beginning of New Mutants, right? Aren't they the people who they're the people who are attacking Berto? Aren't they? Because then um, Danny brings up yes. their biggest fear, yes. who is Wolverine. Yes, 
And this is also after they've already been kind of enhanced with some cybernetics, but they're still operating as Hellfire Guards, kind of, because they're working with Donald Pierce. Okay. Donald Pierce also being a cyborg. Oh, I don't know if I knew that or if I forgot that information. I think we found it out in the New Mutants story, but that's fine. And so this is a long period of time. So what we had been talking about was 213. That's when she joins the team. Mm -hmm. And then we go through all the what happens afterwards and then the fall of the mutants and then that time and then even Inferno, which we haven't talked about yet. Nope. So they're operating in the outback. So this is now X-Men, Uncanny X-Men 250. So at this point, Betsy, is she still going by Betsy or is she going by Psylocke now that Mojo has named her that? She goes by Psylocke as her mutant code name. Okay. And at this point, she is on the on this like covert hidden X-Men team. Yes. Okay. This is the team with Longshot, Dazzler, Havoc, Wolverine, Rogue, Colossus, Storm, and then Gateway is their transportation kind of on the team, but also keeps to himself. All right. Groovy, baby. Psylocke is put in charge oh. of the X-Men while in the Savage Land. And she has a premonition that the X-Men will be killed by the Reavers if they go back to their base. Oh. Now, I don't know if I mentioned this before. I know I didn't mention it right now. When Roma gave them this new life, mm -hmm. she also handed them the Siege Perilous. I feel like I've heard of that before. Yes. So the Siege Perilous was basically an out to reset if they wanted to again. You go through the Siege Perilous and your life is kind of re rewritten and you wake up without your memories and kind of amnesia. Okay. So this is her having her premonition. Oh. This is her armored form that I really like. Oh, that's cool. She's she's so scared in that close up. And so she's seeing well cuz this is also her. Oh, this I This is her seen seeing this... herself in a premonition. Okay. And then Gateway, now I've seen Gateway before. Yep. So now I know who that is. And this right here, this little trinket item is the Siege Perilous. Okay. So it's an actual item. Yes. So she knows that they're going to die if they go back to the base. So she persuades them to go through the Siege Perilous, not knowing exactly what will happen when they come out the other side. But they won't even remember who they are. Right. Rather than die, though. Right, 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 right. And persuades. Can't put a note in their pocket. This is who you are. You're the X Men. Might be helpful. Persuades is kind of a generous term, as Havoc hasn't trusted her as a telepath, and also questions why she's in charge. He's on the team. You know, he feels like maybe he should be, but also he's been going through some stuff. What does he think he should be in charge? Just because he's related to Scott. He's related to Entitlement. Scott. Entitlement. But also, he's been on the team. Well, I'd say that she was on the team more frequently. He had been on the team before she had been previously. Okay. But yeah, also Scott Summers' entitlement. Hey, I'm your brother. Scott's my brother. And and his questioning is correct because she does push them through telepathically, especially him, at least. So she forces them. Yes. Oh, man. At least Havoc. I believe that Colossus and a couple of the others went through on their own accord. Okay. But Havoc's not sure. As you can see in this panel, don't you trust me? The conclusions I came to are justified. The choices I'm making are the right ones. So you say. So why do I feel I'm betraying everything I, and everyone I hold dear? What is happening here? He's like arguing with her, but they're making out? Yeah, kind of. Seems like it. 
someone's like, I don't trust you, but I'm going to suck your face right now. Yeah. Okay. Might as well. Might as well. Because this is how I can get the deep, dark secrets. <laughs> so she also goes through, and the Reavers go up to them, but they're too late. The Reavers don't make it. They don't make it through. Okay. Pierce destroys the Siege Perilous. It's destroyed. It's destroyed. Gone. That was in 251. Okay. 255, we have a single page that picks up with a little bit of information as to what happened to Betsy. Oh. The issues in between start to pick up some pieces of the After Effects. We get a Wolverine and Jubilee story and the team, a, a second team, a different team forming on Muir Island with Forge and Banshee and Legion and a couple other people. So this is like where they've been kind of reset to. Yes. These little stories. That's where it starts to go. Okay. Yes. This is the first time we've seen Betsy. So there's like four issues that we don't see. And there's one page. So they don't just like all go through and come out in the same place. No. They all come out in different locations. Rogue came out in the Savage Land. Piotr came out in New York, I believe. And he started pursuing himself to be an artist. Oh, uh, nice. Storm came out as a younger version of herself. But I think that that had something to do with no Nanny and the Orphan Maker. Don't let yourself be confused by that. It doesn't matter to this point of the story right now. Great. Great. Okay. So we see Betsy. The hand crime lord, Matsuo, visits an island in the South China Sea where they have found a woman washed up on their shores. Oh. No clothes, no ID, no memory, and she's invisible to our scanners. Interesting. That was the detail that they were given from Roma when they first went through the Siege Perilous, the first time. That they'd be invisible to... Oh, right, because right. they can live off the grid. Yes, and Matsuo... So even so, even if they use the Siege Perilous, they still can be off the grid. They just reset and they don't remember anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Matsuo recognizes her as Psylocke of the X-Men. So this guy, this hand yes. prime lord, recognizes that this is Betsy Braddock. But that doesn't look like her. Is it just because it's a different artist? Yeah, I mean, she's an English lady with purple hair. and I would just argue that that's more blue than purple. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's in 255. In 256, the whole issue is about Psylocke going through tests, a telepathic brainwashing in her mind, as outside of it, her body is trapped in stasis, seemingly in a, a sensory deprivation tank throughout this process. Okay. So there's so no. So she's like having an out of body experience. She's sort having of. experiences in her mind that they are putting her through tests to basically rewrite her understanding of herself and her mental allegiances. Oh, okay. And she's aware of this? No. No. She thinks that what she's doing is real. Okay. She is. And here's. When we found the woman, she was in shock. Her mind and memories totally fragmented. We are in the process now of isolating appropriate elements of her psyche and focusing them towards our desired end. We provide the goal, but she herself the path to reach it. So she's working to recover each of the Mandarin's ten rings. What? I'm just like, okay, so she's in a divergent simulation. Sure. She's yep. she's in like one of those tests in your mind to figure out. But she doesn't know it's not a test. What she doesn't know it's a test. In. Right. Sure. 
she's filling in the details of getting to each of those tasks completed with memories that are informed by her past. So one of them is her as a child with Brian. One of them is her with Storm. One of them is her against Slaymaster. So they're basically like really confusing her because they're taking things that are basically suppressed in her mind because she doesn't have her memories yes. and rewriting them to form this narrative of her being committed to gathering these rings and serving the Mandarin. Okay. Now, throughout these mental images in Psylocke's mind, we see characters who look like Mojo and Spiral, suggesting that they're involved in some way, although there's no direct call to them in the exterior shots that they're there or involved explicitly. Okay. But they are. By the end of the issue, Psylocke is revealed to be under the control of the hand and at the service of the Mandarin. And for the next two issues, she operates as Lady Mandarin. Okay, so she's no... She's not Psylocke. She becomes Lady Mandarin. Now, throughout that process, there's no reference to Kanan. Okay. But at the end of it, she comes out in an Asian body. What? There's one reference of, you know, we can't have a ninja assassin serving the the Mandarin and have you be in an English body. So it basically seems like Mojo and Spiral are rewriting her physicality to look like an Asian woman. Okay, so she's, here we go. Okay, so she's still Betsy on the inside and technically she's Betsy with like some crazy mojo plastic surgery to look Asian. Yeah, I mean, plastic surgery is loose, especially when considering mojo and spiral and the body shop. Like okay. that's that's where a lot of, augmentation of characters happen is in the body shop and okay. spiral herself was manipulated in from a different character that's another story <laughs> okay so but like are they taking pieces of another person's body they don't say okay they don't there's say. no reference to kanan there's no reference to a body swap it's just they've now, all of a sudden she's asian they've conditioned her and they've trained her and they've changed her physicality to be of an asian woman Okay. Yikes. It's starting to get complicated. All right. And there, that's the Psylocke that I know. That's what there she, she is. That's what she comes out as. Now, for the next two issues, she's working as Lady Mandarin. She's working for the Mandarin. And in Uncanny X-Men 258, she uses her psychic knife through Wolverine's mind. Her psychic knife is the focused totality of her telepathic power, which is an often repeated line of how she justifies what it is. So she forms her psychic power into a knife around her hand. Yes, you've I've seen, seen the, that. You've yes. seen the effects and puts that through Wolverine's brain. Why? Psylocke is working for the Mandarin. So when she's Lady Mandarin, is she also referred to as either Psylocke or Betsy? No. She's no. referred to as Lady Mandarin. Lady Mandarin only. Yes. Okay. They've rewritten her to be Lady Mandarin. So they think. So they think. When she uses her psychic knife through Wolverine's brain, it triggers his memories of her, which unlock her suppressed mind. Whoa. Because she is connected to his brain through her psychic knife. 
Yes. Like she's like inside his brain. And they've previously connected telepathically through missions and had years of history together working on the X-Men. It frees Betsy to her normal mental state. Jubilee doesn't trust it, though, because she was this ninja lady that was just trying to kill them all this time ago. And now we're all just supposed to just take it that she's back to normal. But she still looks Asian. Yes. But she's she's like, I'm Betsy again. Yes. Okay. And honestly, as I was rereading these issues, at this point, it seems like the story is over. Like her body was redesigned to be an Asian woman, which, yes, that's very questionable in choice. It's nowhere near as complicated as what it then becomes later on. Okay. She's Betsy again, but Asian. And I do want to reference one thing that isn't directly tied to this story, but connects her to the cable retcon wrangler that we talked about. Okay. The Executioner song. Mm Mm-hmm. That crossover that I mentioned at the end. Yes. Where Cable, in air quotes, kills Professor Xavier, but it's really Strife posing as Cable. Yes. At the end of that, he gives Mr. Sinister what he claims to be years of genetic material. But at the end of the crossover, when it's opened, it releases what we come to find to be the legacy virus. Strife's legacy to mutant kind that is intent to kill a lot of them off. Whoa. And that relates to Betsy. Coming. Coming up. Yes. Next time. No, but it's still really this, this time. Still this time. All right. How are you doing? I. Okay. Okay. Good, because it's about to get. Because okay, so where we're at right now is we have Betsy, mm-hmm. who is an Asian, has an Asian body now, and she she has had some mind games played, but now she's Betsy again, mm-hmm. just in an Asian body with a new costume. Mm-hmm. Great. Got it. Adjectiveless X-Men starts. Yes. Okay. The blue team. The blue team. Psylocke's on the blue team, led by Cyclops. Yes. A side note, through their arc, there is some flirtation between the two of them, heavily initiated by Betsy and, and trying to almost throw Cyclops off from his relationship with Jean. Mm. In number 17, we get two pages of a woman fighting people in Japan. We're not sure who this is. We don't know her, but we see her fighting. Okay. She looks like Batman. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> in issue 20, now this is just this is just a, a weird side note. So the whole thing about Betsy flirting with Cy- Cyclops, mm-hmm. he's working on the Blackbird. He falls into her, and then she licks oil off of his face you gross and then kisses him okay uh, okay aggressive but oil licking that's just and he's like no get out of here i shouldn't i can't i'm in love with gene oh there's gene and then there's gene right so then there, there's tension between the two of them this all is nothing to do with the story really this is just a really weird little side nugget yeah okay all right okay so during this oh actually this does relate so Right after this, Jean confronts Betsy in the danger room and asks, are you and Cyclops having an affair? Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah. And Betsy uses her psychic knife on Jean, which is kind of messed up. Yeah. Betsy. And they're in the danger room. And then all of a sudden, someone who appears to be Psylocke shows up in the danger room. And Betsy thinks it's a simulation. Wait, is this, is this, is this Asian Batman? This is, yeah, this is the person that first appeared in issue 17. So she looks like Betsy in her Asian body. Betsy in her English body. Wow. Betsy is in her Asian body. This other person 
who looks like Outback version of Psylocke, appears in the danger room. Oh, that's her armored outfit. Yes. Okay, so now it's basically a body swap situation. So this person now attacks (laughs) and they realize, oh no, this is is a real person. This is not a simulation. This is not a simulation. And this is an epic shot of just, yeah. I am the truth. I'm the truth. What is going on here? Oh my. Oh my. Oh God. Because I am Betsy Braddock. This woman is and always has been an imposter. Oh. What? So, okay. So the woman who just showed up is saying that the Betsy, the Psylocke that they know is not actually Betsy. Correct. She's someone else. Right. With Betsy's memories. Yes. Inside her head. Yes. Okay. But also the ability to do ninja moves and... Okay. Which Betsy couldn't do before. Correct. In issue 21, Wolverine has her in between his claws about to pop her in the throat like, hey, Mm -hmm. who are you? Right? Rightfully so. He pulls Xavier aside, telling him that he can't tell the difference between the two of them. Like... Exactly. He He can't smell the difference. They both smell like the Betsy that went through the Siege Perilous. And they both fight with ninjutsu style, something that English Betsy would not have known. Mm-hmm. So everybody's really confused and really, you know, at first they were they were going to. And now we'll, let's just make a distinguishing point. Psylocke is the Asian character. Yes. Revanche is this character that has now shown up. That's what she's going by. That's what she's calling herself. Revanche. Revanche. All right. That's a choice. That's fine. So basically... <laughs> They're what you're what they're confused about is that it's not really like a body snatcher situation. It's kind of more like a clone situation, but also the bodies look different, but the brains are the same, but they have the same skills. So they're like, what is happening? Exactly. Okay. Look at me. Yeah. Look at me go. So they decide the only way to find out what's going on here is if they go to Japan and try to figure out, you know, at the place where Betsy Psylocke was found. When she went through the Siege Perilous. Right. This is where she would go to where she came out. Go back to the source, find out what happened. Okay. So Psylocke. Yes. Revanche, Gambit, and Beast travel to Japan to find out more information. Okay. They're attacked by ninjas and the two in question, Revanche and Psylocke, fight in synchronicity. Mirroring Amazing. their styles. How can they be one and the other be someone else? You know, it's just. They're the same, but how can they be different? Exactly. But they're different. Both Beast and Gambit are like, what's going on here? So are you, dear reader. You're like, who are you? What's happening? They're in the home of Lord Nyorin. Okay. That's just a name to know. Sure. I'll file that away. And as they're trying to find out more information, they find a, a picture of the Asian woman Psylocke titled Kanan in Response. Kanan in Response? That's what it says? That's the name of the, the picture. Yeah. Okay. And they're like, uh, who is this? How is This like, looks exactly like you, Psylocke. Yeah, exactly. So we're questioning you further. We don't believe you. And she, you know, throughout this issue, she's like, I, I have proved my truth. I, I've proved my trustworthiness to you over the last 20 issues, bro. Yeah, like, she's like, I didn't know any of this was happening. Yeah. So all this is happening and they're attacked by the Silver Samurai who promises to kill them so he can return honor to Clan Yoshida. And at the end of this issue, we're promised the secret of Psylocke revealed, but really it's just more complicated. Oh. <laughs> it gets more complicated. Yes. 
Excellent. And I will tell you, so normally we're going through in chronological order. Mm -hmm. I will tell you that there is a piece, and I'm going to tell you that it's kind of a misdirect, or at least it gets rewritten as that was false information. Okay. So they defeat Silver Samurai. Bye, Silver Samurai. In the process, they rip the picture and find behind it Lord Nyoren's diary. Oh, a diary. In Japanese, which Psylocke says she can't read. Okay. Revanche can. What? Right. Mm. So this almost, and, and I'd say that this is then retconned to not have been true. This almost, again, makes kind of makes sense. Where Revanche attacks her with a psychic blade to unlock her memories and to read through this diary so that they can basically show this story to Beast and Gambit of what happened. Okay. Your okays are getting more and more troubled. Well, because I'm just like saying, okay, so you can say something else and maybe it'll make sense. It won't. Okay. <laughs> so through this, we find that Kanan found Betsy's body before the hand. So right when when it appeared out of the Siege Perilous. Okay. Found this amnesiac body, injured and comatose almost. Yes. Reached out to try and help. Reached out mentally yes so she had been a low-level empath and experienced some some light telepathic abilities okay so she was like hey let me help you hey you there hey hey you there when they touched their minds merged creating a split of a little of both in each of their bodies okay but when the hand still found her she was still in betsy's english body but she had some of cannot Kanan's, is that how you say it? Yep. Kanan's mind. Mm -hmm. And then Kanan had some of Betsy's mind. Yep. Okay. All of this, all of this then gets later revealed to to be a a misdirect. Oh, great. Good. So (laughs) I understand it and it means nothing. Well, it kind of does because it's kind of telling you a little bit about how they came to be. Holy caramba. So now we have two halves of each person in each body. And this is why they're both registering as Betsy, or at least we think why they're both registering as Betsy. And why they both claim to be so. Lord Niorin comes home and tells them they are both, in fact, Kanan and both Betsy. Okay. How did they change bodies? And did they really change bodies? If they both have both of the minds in them, then why? When did the body changing occur? So we're going to get there. Uh. But also, if, if you if that was all you knew... Understand that you now have a body that has some of each of them, right? Mm-hmm. That then go back. This is all happening before what we've read. Right. So then you go back to the sensory deprivation tank and the conditioning to be this Japanese assassin for the hand. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how they're saying it might have been that had been the answer. I don't understand anything you just said. Like, I I got up to, okay, but like, let's just say it's me and you, right? For purposes of kind of trying to break it down. Let's say I'm Betsy and you're Kanan, okay? You come. Now, all of a sudden, I have half your brain in my head. Now, I get found by the hand Mm -hmm. and I get reconditioned. How do I magically become you and you become me? When did someone like physically swap out our bodies? Nobody magically becomes one or the other. They're both, both of them. Right. But like if I'm in the tank, then how do I come out of the tank looking like you? 
the body shop, Spiral, and the, the physical modifications. That still tracks. But so I guess it does, but it also doesn't. Because if this other body looks like Betsy, then they took the mind... Okay, we have these two minds and they're both actually the same thing, but we're going to take them out of the bodies and put them in the other bodies. So we swapped, but we didn't really need to swap because they're already still the same. Yes. <sighs> and there was no real, like you keep on saying swap, like they, and, and again, recognizing that this is not actually what happened. So I don't, I don't want to belabor this a little too much because this then gets furthered. So that was in... X-Men 20 through 23. Okay. So I'm just going to, okay. I acknowledge it's a thing. Move yeah. On. Yeah. Okay. I think that's, I think that's best. How to get that out. All right. Here we go. So that was 20 through 23, right? Of uncanny? Of adjectiveless X-Men. Adjectiveless. Yes. Okay. Blue team. Blue team. In 24, it's established that revenge is going to stay on the team. Because if things weren't weird enough... So they're going to have both of them. Yes. Are they like... They 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 have half and half minds. So are they kind of like the cuckoos and that like they share... Like they can share their thoughts with each other? I mean, they're also both telepaths. Well, so I guess that kind of... They could do that anyway. But they're not like... All right. Blah. Okay. Revenge is staying. <laughs> revenge. You're on the team. In X-Men... Adjectiveless X-Men Annual Number 2... Revanche reveals that she has the legacy virus. No. Yes. Not you, Revanche. Now, in X-Men number 31 and 32, throughout these two issues, we get a little bit more backstory on Kanan, her relationship with Matsuo, who's the person that originally found Betsy's body, Mm -hmm. and her untimely injury that left her comatose. Her untimely injury. Got it. I say got it, but I'm pretending I got it. But I got, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I'm just afraid of what's about to happen. So, Revanche, who's in Betsy's original body, right? The English body. That mm-hmm. is who Revanche is. Mm-hmm. Removes the bionic eyes that Mojo had implanted and swears to go off to kill Matsuo for what he has done. So, she's blind again. She's blind again, but also able to kind of see through her telepathy. Okay. And basically, as a. I'm dying, I have the legacy virus, and before I die, I'm going to go do this thing. Taking you out. Yes. For all this crazy body alterations. And she leaves the eyes with Psylocke. Gross. Yes. And we get a lot of flashbacks, and it's also revealed that through these flashbacks, Spiral is watching. Spiral is watching. So in these backstories, Kanan and Matsuo had fallen in love. Mm-hmm. But Kanan was honor bound as the prime assassin of the Japanese crime lord, Niorin. Lord? Lord Niorin, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he had been in conflict with Matsuo. Matsuo is coming to kill Lord Niorin. Dun dun dun. So they faced off. Okay. Kanan and Matsuo. Head to head. They were in love, but they had to fight. They had to fight. Honor bound. Honor bound. Just repeating what you're saying. <laughs> She is knocked off of a cliff, Kanan. And then she fa- she lands on a shore and on top of Betsy. <laughs> and they, their bodies merge and then they split in half. No. <laughs> she hits her head on a rock and becomes comatose. So sad. 
but also stopping Matsuo from killing Nioran. Okay, so she was successful, but now she's in a coma. Right. And it's revealed that Nioran was seemingly in love with Kanan as well. And it was unrequited love. Triangles. Right, yeah. And he allows Matsuo, who just tried to kill him, to take Kanan's body and try to bring her back somehow. Oh, that's how he gets our body. So at this point, Matsuo has both of their bodies and he hires Spiral to try and bring Kanan back. Her body is, is physically damaged. Her mind is comatose. And, and mm-hmm. yep. She revives her body, but cements Betsy's memories and mind inside of it. Okay. So Spiral is basically the one that was like, ha ha ha, I'll do this, but I'm not, I'll do what you're asking, but not exactly what you want. So Betsy's body, what happens to Betsy's body? Betsy's body is then... Do they still have 50-50 brains or that's the thing that was like, that was the thing that was yeah. Well, so there is some mixing of their consciousness through Spiral and what she's doing. So she's messing with their memories and and manipulating their genes. So she's really the one that is twisting them together. Okay. Through the body shop and through just her her time dances because that's what she does. All right. (laughs) Dancing on time. Yeah. So in this issue, we find a note that the diary we read was a lie to confuse and keep revenge under Nioran's control. Worked. It worked. Confusion ensued. Exactly. He had been trying to condition her to be back and and to be uh, of service to him. Revenge. Okay. But she's starting now to regain her original memories because the legacy virus is amplifying her telepathic abilities. Basically, it makes you stronger before it kills you. Okay. Now, when they get back from Spiral, Matsuo knows that there's something off, but he he wanted this to be his love. You know, he finds that this person that looks like Kanan, but doesn't actually seem like her. And this is why Revanch wants to kill him is because he basically just took the shell of what was her body with this new mind in it, manipulated and, and tried to make that be the love that he had lost. Well, you can't really blame him. He was just trying to get his lady back. But also, yeah, I mean, he was just trying to get the physicality of his lady. Oh, he didn't care about her brains. Basically, he he slowly realized that that was not the woman that he loved, but looked just like her. Rude. Yes. So in this, now in, in real time, Spiral comes to Psylocke and Archangel and reveals that she is the one who messed them up. Admittedly, just making Psylocke more confused. She's the one that was behind all this that kind of twisted their genes together. Psylocke, Asian body. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I've stopped taking notes because I, I just I know. just letting it sink in. Okay. The X-Men come in as backup and they defeat Spiral. And using the bionic eyes, we get somewhat of a play-by-play of what happened when they found Betsy's body after the Siege Perilous. So all of the things that we've talked about. They were recorded. Right, because that's how the the eyes work. That's how the eyes work. Matsuo made a deal with Spiral to heal Kanan's body and use the Mandarin's ring to make the swap. But she manipulated their genes, repressed the memories, and created a lot of this confusion. Okay, so she basically made a hybrid of the two of them into their both bodies. Exactly. Spiral. And because of the conditioning for... Psylocke in her, her her training and what they were doing and then what Niorin was doing with Betsy's original English body 
they both kind of thought that they were who they thought that they were. So Nurin conditioned and, and kind of brainwashed Revanche to thinking that she was Betsy to basically send in and attack the X-Men. Okay. So she was like, nah, I'm Betsy, not that girl. And then the other girl was like, nah, I'm Betsy. Yes. And no one's cannot. Right. Which I think is kind of the odd thing about this is that Kanan kind of gets erased in soul out of both bodies. But not in experiences. Right. And skills. Right. Okay. Yeah. I got it. I got it. I got it. Before Revanche dies, she is asked to be killed by Matsuo so that she doesn't have to die of the legacy virus. Okay. He does. So she's gone. She's gone. So then we just have Psylocke. And we just have Psylocke and a, and a massive headache and a couple of times of trying to make what's right and what's wrong and, and what happened. and Until. How do you feel? Hold up. Before we go there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Until. Sure. But that that is. I mean, I feel like fine, but it's a lot of unnecessary confusion to just I know. end up with the same person. I know. And I don't know. I feel like there was, it was an attempt to retain some of the fact or, or to explain a little bit of the fact like how did you, why did you make this british woman asian and yeah what but also was at the same t- but also at the same time you replaced the life of this woman and and she lost herself th- through these two people i don't understand like was it just a way that so we could say like yeah we want the legacy virus to kill psylocke but we also don't want to kill psylocke so we're gonna do it like this and we're going to throw this cray-cray story in there that we're going to change halfway through telling it. Yeah, it was almost like after they, they did the the thing with Nyoran's diary that they were like, oh, we don't know that we like Psylocke and Revanche being on the same team, so we need to get rid of one, explain a little bit in a way. I, I just feel like there were three different times that they complicated things further unnecessarily. Yeah, that's confusing. But that's it. Okay, that's it, but it's not it. Why? What's your question? First off, first off, explain, answer, like, how, how does that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> how does that make you feel? It makes- do you still have, do you still feel like you made that video? Yeah. Uh, don't even talk to me about Psylocke. I just talked to you about Psylocke for like an hour. How do you feel? Like, I guess I understand now. Mm-hmm. I, I feel grateful for the opportunity to have been presented with the information, but frustrated that the information exists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so frustrated that this happened, but grateful that you kind of maybe understand a little bit about what happened. And also grateful that I don't have to read those comics because I feel like if I was reading them, I would have been doing a lot of like pausing and going, what? It also... What? It also complicates it further that those weren't the only stories being told in those issues. So it's just like, here's a little nugget of this, but... You know, they told in issues 20 through 23, they were also telling a story of Cyclops in where his grandparents were and then Mr. Sinister's there. And he's also like, oh, I just, I wanted to look out for you and your brothers. And Cyclops is like, brothers? Brothers. Yeah. I think, you know, just as this individual story of like Psylocke, Betsy, Kanan, Ravanch all of them together, like it a little, it feels like nobody thought about it before it was written. And then every time something was written, they were like, okay, how do we make this? How can we take this the next step? How can we take this the next step? And it, it just feels very chaotic. Yeah. 
And, and, and so that that is kind of the influence of a handful of people approaching it because it might have been, I believe that Claremont, who wrote the original the original issues of her becoming this Asian woman, mm-hmm. he intended that to not be a permanent thing, that that would potentially revert after at some point, that this this body shop modification, whatever it was, would not stay and not overwrite her. But then he left with X-Men. Yes. Blue right. team. Blue team. He was like, this is my swan song. Peace out. Yep. Okay. And then other people added with 20 through 23 and the story of Kanan, the story of revenge. And then even further, almost like a year later to try and get rid of one of them and further explain like, who is this and why is that? I feel like there were a couple of points that you could have just stopped where you could have just said, yeah, they that was what we tried to do. We did it. We did it. Yeah. But so now on Krakoa. Yes. They've resurrected both Kanan and Betsy. So it actually. Because didn't Betsy die? English Betsy died of the legacy virus? Correct. So the, that body died and was buried before Krakoa. So in 2014, Wolverine died. In the death of Wolverine story. Okay. In 2018, there was a story, The Hunt for Wolverine. They were trying to find him. Okay. And a miniseries, Mystery in Madripoor. Madripoor. Yes. Where a team of ex-ladies went to Madripoor to find out what happened to Wolverine. They want to know- Where'd he go? Where'd he go? What happened? They were deceived and Psylocke was attacked by Sapphire Styx, a psychic vampire of sorts who drains her soul from her body. Okay. Unnecessary roughness. Okay. <laughs> she thought because there was so much energy, so much soul in Psylocke that she would sustain her for a long time. She's like a vampire. She needs to continuously do this to people. But it seemed that she died and was vacant from the body. So this is the Asian body of... Asian body that is a meld of the two minds. Which yes. goes by Psylocke. Yes, that has gone by Psylocke since the early 90s and after all of this nonsense. Okay. So, so it's a soulless body yes. now. Yeah, just, yep. Inside Sapphire's mind, she regains consciousness as her original British self. Nearly 30 years after this whole... So she's in another body now? She's inside Sapphire's consciousness because she's her soul has been sucked in. Okay. And she's seeing all these different versions of herself. In the consciousness? Yes. Okay. All right. Following a little. So Psylocke is roaming around the inside of this woman's subconscious and happens upon a struggling sliver of Wolverine's soul. In this woman's consciousness. Because this vampire lady is the one who took Wolverine's soul, too. Also. A long time ago. A long, long time ago. In... Marvel Comics Presents, which oh. I believe are the only two times that Sapphire Sticks has appeared. Okay. But I'm un- unsure of that. Okay. So because Wolverine obviously has a regenerative ability, he's able to make it out of this interaction, and but a, a piece of his soul was trapped inside of, of, her. of her. Okay. So far, so good. Psylocke, inside, kind of after getting this pep talk conversation with Wolverine, this piece of the soul that's still there, still struggling to hold on. Mm-hmm wills her soul to explode through sapphire okay where does it go 
she creates a new body no. for herself from no. scratch. No, goodbye. <laughs> what do you mean goodbye? <laughs> what do you mean creates a new body for she, herself? She creates a new body molecule by molecule from scratch, which is, yeah, that's certainly from suspect. Nothing, from, from nothing? From she nothing. She just wills a body into existence. <laughs> yes. What does it look like? It looks like Betsy's original English body. There she is. Look at her go. She also wills a new costume. Beautifully done. She can do whatever she wants. All right. So poof. There she is. Betsy Braddock. This also seems to release the portion of Kanan's soul that was tangled with Betsy. Because at the end of this miniseries, in the last issue, Kanan is inhabiting her original body in the outfit that Betsy was wearing when she was captured. When she was captured, when? During this miniseries. Okay. So her soul gets sucked out of the Asian body, which is Kanan's original body, yep. into the mind. Then she explodes herself and she says, I shall create my own body. And then she's like, you can have your body back, Kanan's pieces. Basically. I mean, I, and so now I don't think she did it. I don't think she did it consciously. I think it just, right, it just yeah. happened. It just happened it just, because that that little bit found its way back to its original body. Yep. And so now Betsy and Kanan are both in their original bodies, but do they both still have the same skill set? Like, is Betsy still a ninja? I don't believe so. I'm not sure though. Okay. I and don't then think what so, happens? And then just other stories happen. And so then when when they are on Krakoa, yep. And and Betsy is like chilling with her brother and then she goes to that party and then like Kanan gives her the eyes. Kanan's like stay away from me. She's because, like don't because, come near me because if we might merge again, I don't want that business up in my life. I think it was more she said stay away from me because I've been trapped inside your I've been trapped inside as a, you know, like a dormant piece of soul for all this time. I just got my life back. Chill, chill, chill. Yeah, get away from me. But also I'm taking Psylocke. This was not Betsy's fault. But also I'm taking Psylocke as the name, which I feel like is a little odd. So Kanan goes by Psylocke now, which you know potentially because you have read Fallen Angels number one. Yes. We just haven't had an episode about it. Okay. So now they're they're each their own person and can they please stay that way? Thank you. Don't. that <laughs> that's the question can they stay that way you know is is there any reason to go back because people are mixed reactions to betsy as captain britain you know oh i sure did it once right for two for issues two whatever. issues only let an issue it. yeah let her do it let them have their own identities how you doing i'm fine i just don't want them to merge again i just feel like it doesn't make any sense do you feel like it- it helps understand all those references in Excalibur number one about the I don't want to be looking at this person that has inhabited my body for all yes, this time. I do. I feel like I understand their angst towards each other. And I understand more so Kanan's, I guess, than Betsy's because Betsy's like, I'm sorry. And Kanan's like, please just know. Right. I'm not into this. So I understand. I understand it that it's complicated. Yes. Their relationship status is complicated. Yes, very much so. And, um, you know, thank you for hurting your own brain to get me to a place where I understand. I actually understand this storyline. I feel like a little bit 
easier than I understood the cable storyline in that this one is so absurd <laughs> that it's just easy to be like, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, right. But where like the cable one is a little bit more how these things are all supposed to connect and it's supposed to be solid. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I don't know. What? That, I don't know that anybody assumes that cable story is supposed to be solid. I feel like, especially with all the time travel back and forth and. Yeah, I guess I cloning just, and this is, this story feels like too many cooks. Yeah. And then somewhere along the line when they got to after, the Betsy body died. Someone was like, we got to like, we got to reset the resets of the resets and let's just get them out of this situation and put them back into their own bodies. Cause I mean, so it's, it's a touchy subject because there's people that see ninja assassin Psylocke from the last 30 years. And then, you know, they see that as Asian representation, which Mm -hmm. physically, yes, but also the complicatedness of, an English woman inhabiting the body of an Asian woman. But she still gets to be Psylocke now. She's right. just not Betsy. Right. Betsy's now Captain Britain. So in a way she gets to be herself. Yeah. Which I feel like, you know, <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it was good to separate them again and yes, to, to kind of do that justice. I think that was justice. like a good... I don't even know that it was doing it justice in my mind. I think it was just like, let's just fix this crazy ridiculousness that we've been all saying, well, I'll add to that story. Let me try. Let me get, let me take a stab at it. And then they were like, no, you know what? No, no, let's reset. Let's try again. Yeah. Each of them is their own person. We should have just made an Asian ninja assassin who is a badass to begin with yeah we should just made a new character instead of merging other characters and creating this convoluted story how do you feel fine (laughs) still just don't talk to me about it you can tell me like cool stories that like psylocke whoever psylocke was at the time did like i like to hear like some of the you know cool stuff that ninja assassin psylocke did or like you know whatever when you tell me a story i'll basically know that if it's psylocke if we're saying it's psylocke and then i'll be like okay but she's psylocke but she's betsy but she's kanan but she's psylocke but she's revenge but she's whatever and i'll just ignore all of that and i'll hear the cool ass story yeah and then i'll move on and i'll say i know this but i don't care yeah. Not that I don't care, it, just that it's just it's just not worth like trying the to the headache of trying to understand. Just yeah. And there are a couple other times that they tried to to do something with it that you know, maybe to clean up what that was or That's a mess. They just they needed to clean it up. Yeah. And I feel like the what they did with Sapphire Sticks, that was the cleanest that they could have just gotten out of there. And even connected to the fact that I was able to find that issue of Marvel mm-hmm. Comics Presents where Sapphire 6 had this piece of Wolverine. So like that was kind of interesting. And the mm-hmm. fact that they didn't just make a new person to do that. Yes, that's great. Retcon wrangled. Sure did. Yeah, you wrangled it all up and then I uh, threw it in the trash. No, it was good. It was good. It was great. I appreciate you. Psylocke, yeah, I know stuff now. Cool. Until next time, old friend. Charles, my head hurts.
Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan.